Ladies and gentlemen, you're about to witness some scenes from the next attraction to play this theater. This picture, truly one of the most unusual ever filmed, contains scenes which under no circumstances should be viewed by anyone with a heart condition or anyone who is easily upset. We urgently recommend that if you are such a person or the parent of a young or impressionable child now in attendance, that you and the child leave the auditorium for the next 90 seconds. I'm here to have haggis. Haggis? No. no. Haggis? No. You said I'm here to eat. Haggis. No, I said we're going to have some blood feast. That That's a Blu-ray disc. You don't know. I just... I, 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 I... No, blood I... feast, not haggis. I wanted haggis. Just watch the damn movie. <laughs> just saw blood feast blood feast again again right. no no i just saw blood feast again. I, I i cheated i saw it before yes blood feast is far and away the oldest video nasty on the list it was made in what 1963 1963 so 57 years long made, time ago long time ago made by herschel herschel gordon lewis who is the um renowned as the godfather of gore because he was the very first person to do all this nasty stuff yep um <laughs> uh what was it he said uh movie goes before the censors uh, there's uh there's rules about obscenity the movie has no obscenity there's rules about nudity he says the movie has no nudity. There's a slight hint of a of a There's breast. some two breast. frames of a breast. There's some breast in it. 
And then there's the blood. Which they had no rules for at the time. Oh, you bet there's your sweet bitty that in fact they had rules oh, for blood right blood. afterwards. Yep. Well, anyway, so being the first, it's it comes up occasionally in conversations as one of the most influential horror movies of all time, kind of like Night of the Living Dead and, and Psycho and mm. whatnot. But the thing is, it's a reasonably obscure flick. Obscure, yes, and it's also uh, not on par. Well, no. no the, by any means, with Night of the Living Dead or Psycho. The reason that it's obscure is because, well, frankly, it's terrible. Yes. Now, caveat, I like terrible, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, Herschel Gordon Lewis strikes me more as... Um, he's like if Ed Wood could afford color film stock and, like, some caro syrup and red food coloring. Yes. He stands on the shoulders of kind of Angora sweater wearing giants. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, I mean his his budget was what reported to be what twenty four thousand. So I mean it was absolutely nothing. There there's people who have claimed it was sixty thousand, and it's like, nah, no. But anyway, it was done on the super cheap. It was done really low, low, low budget. They had like eight thousand feet of film, and that was it. Yeah. If they ran out of film, they ran out of movie. Yeah, a uh, majority of the scenes for the film uh, were one takes. Yeah. They did no retakes. Although the Blu-ray apparently has like about an hour's worth of trims and lost footage and stuff they didn't use. So they were a little, they, they did have a little wiggle room. Yeah. Anyway, we probably ought to get into the plot of such as it is. You want to handle yes. that? Alrighty, the plot. A high society woman wants to throw a dinner party for her daughter and goes to hire a eccentric caterer who specializes in odd. What do you consider to be unusual? Odd is one way to put it. Yeah. Odd is a very easy way to put it. I would say he... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fwad, what was it? Fwad uh, Ramesses? Fwad, Fwad yeah, Ramesses. 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 Yeah. Um, the actor playing the part over the top doesn't really, as actually does it really well. Um, I would say his, he is more, he is about as subtle as a Scooby-Doo villain. Yes, that subtle. And you're introduced to this character before he's hired to cater a dinner party. And how you're introduced to him is his killing one of his victims, which is the amongst the first times you see things. Uh, he stabs this girl in the eye. In the bathtub. In the bathtub. Right. And, uh, you know, knife pulled back into frame. It's a very fine serrated knife, and there's actually stuff hanging off the knife and see that's <laughs> why it was such an influential movie because the movie absolutely delivered you know scantily clad women getting their tongues ripped out so that sick bastards like you and i can say <laughs> <laughs> yes um and immediately immediately after they they, they show the close-up of the knife gore hanging off of it and the blood dripping off the tip 
they cut to the girl's face and her left eye is a mangled wreck. And it's obvious, you know, she's closed her eye. They've plopped a bunch of goo on it and poured a cup of fake blood over her face. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there you have it. Um, they don't show him doing the next part other than there's a swing and chopping noises as he takes her leg off. Mm -hmm. Not so cleanly. At the knee. And it's pretty obviously a shop window dummy uh, leg with a little bit of uh, butcher's uh, leftovers uh, yeah. hanging off the end. It's not very convincing, but we're a little more used to this. Back in 63, they like, oh my god, what the hell was that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I we, we can get into uh, Peoria. And how oh it's, yeah, and, the, it's, the and its impact uh, in a little bit. Um, so he's a caterer. The daughter is studying Egyptian gods, goddesses, and specifically it is referenced uh, the goddess Ishtar, who, Sumerian, not ba not Egyptian, Babylonian, Babylonian. My bad, Babylonian, not Egyptian, Sumerian, not Babylonian. Yeah, big difference. And the writers of the film knew that. They didn't care. <laughs> well, and that's what uh, Herschel's approach to this movie is. It's like, it is very much a business for him. It's like, I want to make a fuck ton of cash. And, uh-huh. <laughs> he, he is quoted as saying that he sees filmmaking as a business and he pities anyone who thinks filmmaking is an art form. So he is more the polar opposite of Ed Wood because Ed very clearly had heart and passion and determination and drive yes. and not a lick of talent. Not a lick of talent. <laughs> Whereas in Herschel has, uh, you know, resources and money and the knows, desire to just turn out a product. And he knows the mechanics of what's supposed to be done, unlike right. some of the filmmakers right. who, who graced those yeah. Anyway. Right. So moving forward, uh, he's hired to cater in. He says, oh, your daughter is studying Egyptian goddess. I will do an Egyptian feast. Have you ever had an Egyptian feast? And he talks about it's for a goddess. It's a feast that hasn't been done in 5,000 years. And... There's a brief moment of hypnosis. Yeah. The only time we get any supernatural in this thing. Yeah, the only, really. Um... So, he basically tricks the woman into agreeing to what it, his outlandish idea. Because initially, she's kind of like, what? But hypnotism Bone oh this sounds wonderful mm -hmm. thank you here's my card with my of aggression. course her acting was so terrible that i can't quite tell if she was just hesitant and and, and then hypnotized or uh, who the hell knows <laughs> yeah from there we get it, 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 it it's a it's a mishmash of there's more there's more murders we get to see the police in so-called action uh more we get murders more murders we get introduced we, we we get introduced to the girl her boyfriend happens to be the lead detective investigating the murders he also happens to be about four times her age oh my god brief note on that uh, uh connie 
I can't remember her last name, but the gal, the gal playing the girl, uh, is a playboy playmate. And she gets the role in this film at the suggestion of the guy playing the police detective. Um, I guess they're acquainted at this point, but, by the conclusion of the filmmaking, they've actually started a relationship. And, oh, my God, he is so much older than she Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. It's... So, the problem... So, okay, so the movie gives you lots and lots of blood and violence from that point on. It's mm. pretty much... It's pretty much... Police be... Uh, the police are largely ineffectual. I don't know what to make of it. A murder happens. <laughs> the police are largely ineffectual. The murder happens. The police figure it out. Are you okay, honey? The murderer gets killed. But not before he kills again. But not before he kills again. So it's... Yeah. it's so pretty much the only thing the movie has going for it is the buckets and buckets of blood. Which... Is, is a really good color of blood. It's not bad. Uh, apparently, uh, in a previous filmmaking adventure, uh, Lewis and his partner had to shoot a scene where there's the blood coming out of this guy's mouth, and it was it was off-the-shelf fake blood. And this blood, it was purple. Right. And, no, we're not doing that again. So they actually went to a local Florida cosmetics company and said, look, we need some fake blood for a film we're doing. And they actually concocted it. They had it custom made to suit so it looked the way they wanted it to look. And then years later, according to Lewis, that particular cosmetics company is actually still selling that formula of fake blood. Right. So. <laughs> so, but... So it delivers in with gore in spades. However, you know, in every other department, uh, acting, the script, the soundtrack, the editing, uh, the production design, the camera work, the continuity, um, it pretty much delivers absolutely none of that. Yeah, no. Um, he he did have he did have the foresight to do try to do make things simpler for himself. For example, a majority of the vehicles used in the movie are convertibles because it was easier to light them and shoot with. He didn't have to go through a window. He could just have the top down and shoot the actors. Right. Yeah. So pretty much, if you'll like this movie, if in fact you don't, if you don't care about continuity. Plot holes, uh, stupid characters doing stupid things. Yes. Uh, if you do, if you ignore all that, you'll be fine. You'll be aces. Yes. So the you're wrapping up the he his last murder. I mean, this is after he's taken the top off of a girl's head to get her brain, yanked the tongue out of another girl, um, which was a pretty effective. I mean, oh, it, I mean, okay, the, the the effects can be really ropey at times. Yeah. That one was actually a pretty decent effect because it was a real tongue from like a cow or something. Yeah, they used it looked a real really freaking tongue, and oh. And the 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 after shot, you know, they pull back and. To show the girl lying there and her mouth agape open. And then they do a close-up. And she's 
obviously pulled her tongue back up inside her mouth so that you can't see it, but she's twitching it around so that... Oh, yeah, it just kind of trickles that little... Stuff's gooring out of her mouth. And she and, and she's doing her best, you know, her, you know, they don't... Ah, and you can see the muscles kind of twitching a little bit. So it's like, hey, you know what? Yes, the muscles are twitching because she's actually manipulating the fake blood to pour out of her mouth, but death and she's twitching mm-hmm. <laughs> so it actually added to the effect but you know you had something you, there was something about uh, the tongue oh right how the uh, how the tongue had gone spoiled because the the, the the they lost power at the motel that they only had one tongue that they brought down with them from like kentucky and so and there was no other grocery shops in town and so they had this tongue and they put it in the fridge and then the power went out and they had to use the tongue so this poor actress is lying there trying not to die as this t- nasty rotting smelling tongue Ugh. and so of all the acting in the movie, that what she heard's death is most effective. She's she's all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is another uh, one of the other. De- uh, what there is one victim who survives long enough to give the information, which tells you, as you've already pointed out, that the cop isn't the brightest in the world. Yeah, eat her, eat her, eat her, eat her, eat her, eat her, eat her. And he just got done going to a freaking seminar about Egyptian mythology and, and Ishtar. Ishtar. Ishtar, Ishtar. Ishtar! And the book. Yeah, so there. So Fuad wrote a book, sent it to all his victims, so that way he knew that there would be some sort of interest in, in Egyptian mythology. And then he went and killed them. So there's this book of... Uh, weird occult mythology at each one of the murder scenes and the cops are like, we don't know why these people have no. Yeah. Not exactly their bet that the the Miami police's finest hour. No. So uh, after that, he, he, there's a scene, three girl, the, the principal girl, um, and two of our friends are swimming in the backyard pool. Um, they're, you know, they're toweling off, drying, you know, uh, I gotta go do, you know, their, their pleasantries are gonna go their separate ways. One of them leaves earlier than the others. And we see Fouad Ramesses kidnap her by knocking her out and dragging her off. In broad daylight. In broad daylight. Out in the open where anybody could see him. Yeah. And this is the final victim. And this one actually gets play, played out, or I should say flayed out, um, as he whips her. He's telling her to stop screaming, and then he whips her, causing her to scream. And he? I love when he was whipping her how the the, the, the blood that they had soaked the, the whip in uh, was in fact hitting the wall and making the wall bloody. Yeah. <laughs> there was more blood on the wall as he whipped than on the girl. Mm-hmm. So, the cop finally puts it together. Finally. Finally puts it together. And he takes off and he goes to... he First he calls the doctor professor or whoever he is who's doing the seminars the name drop happens oh Ramesses. Ishtar Ishtar oh wait a minute the book click right 
like it took you that long. Thanks. Yeah. Um, tells his police captain who's run off to do something else. Quick phone conversation. Turns to officers and goes, and this one, this is an example of bad writing and how it, you know, what? Quick, call their house and tell them not to eat anything. Right. Because, well, Ramesses is Cannibalism, yeah. Yeah. Tell them not to eat anything. But don't let Ramesses get suspicious either. What? <laughs> and then th there's a girl at the party who's on the phone with her boyfriend. So, so the phone call anyway. doesn't happen. Which is, you know, reasonably thought out. Yeah. The the, the, the guy, while it, overall it's a bad story, the mechanic, he like I said earlier, he, he knows the mechanics. Right. I mean, this guy, Lewis, actually taught English literature at, a, at university level. I mean, the guy's not an idiot. He just wanted his product... There, there was a, on the, the DVD commentary, they were talking about how the editor was saying, hey, you know, I'm not quite sure how this sequence is going gonna, is gonna to cut together. And Herschel straight out told him, it's like, we don't want it good. We want it Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and, and, and which leads up to the, the whole thing with money and um, the, the 24, 20, 25 grand, somewhere in there, whatever it was, uh, that they shot the film for. Um, it was a weekend after he basically, he got one print done and, uh, he arranged, he got, he made arrangements with this guy whom he thought of was quite literally possibly a gangster mm -hmm. oh, who know. ran drive-in theaters in pre in Peoria. And the movie gets released in these drive at this drive-in. And after the weekend is roll, wrapping up, he decides, you know what? I'm going to drive down there and see what's going on. So he's driving down the freeway, and here's this huge backup of cars. And his initial reaction is, oh, my God, there's been an accident. That's going to take me forever to get to the movie theater. Time goes by. Turns out this long lineup of cars are the people waiting to get into the drive-in to see Blood Feast. Yeah, the, the cop gave him an earful. It's like, you're responsible for this. I hate you. I should run you in. <laughs> yeah. The upside is, though, that Blood Feast is like an hour and seven minutes long. It is ridiculously short. So it, it is a good turnaround time. If you want to go watch this movie and invest some time, it, no time at all. I mean, you're, you know, two episodes of, of a sitcom and you're done. One thing, uh, falling back again to that whole thing about mechanics, the pacing is actually done really well. Right. You don't find yourself wanting it to be over or ex because the hour passes and it you're wow you keep with it the whole time. It doesn't let you don't it doesn't lag it doesn't drag. You don't find yourself stopping. That's the thing. We've been sitting here for nineteen ish minutes or so, ripping this movie a new one, saying that it's terrible on all fronts. It's not. I love this flick. It's this a flick good is film. great. It is a good film. Um, one one reviewer back in the 60s said it was the sickest, most... It was one of the sickest films he had ever seen. And, considering, and to be fair, compared to Psycho, compared to his contemporaries, it was a pretty nasty flick. Yeah. Really tame by today's standards. Oh, yeah. Some of the things that happen in this film 
are on nighttime television now. Yeah. That's how, yeah. Well, and I'm kind of curious how they're doing a sequel, to, or not a sequel, they're doing a remake of it, and they're they're sexing it up and modernizing it and making it all, uh, you know, modern. And I'm kind of curious how to play out, because once you take away the charm of the movie and the kind of campness of the movie, mm -hmm. it's just going to be this, mm, okay. Uh, one of the things I haven't been able to do yet is uh, her... Uh, Lewis retired from filmmaking in 72, 70, early 70s. And he went on to teach advertising and he wrote a whole bunch of books about advertising and business. And he was quite successful at it. Um, he came out of retirement in 2002. And the first thing he did was a sequel to Blood Feast. Yeah, we'll have to go check that and out. And it's 90 minutes long. <laughs> so, yes. So, to sum up. It, this movie is, in fact, no way good. It is incompetent. Not, it's not coherent. No. It, a, but it's a big ball, big ball of campy, goofy fun. It's Plan 9 from Outer Space. It, it's the textbook example of a movie so bad that it's good. Yeah. Every single, every single frame, every single scene, every single element of production is so consistently, mind-blowingly wrong. But I love the hell out of it. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting because uh, forthcoming, we're going to be talking about, uh, we're not necessarily we, but it'll be discussed in the, uh, the other two films because this was done and uh, uh, there were three films done in a block. And this was the first one. And there's two more that follow it. Um, some of the actors continue through it uh what was it uh, 2000 maniacs yeah i don't think too i don't think any of his any of the other blood trilogy is on the list yeah well they'll get referenced right um so did you like it did you enjoy it would you buy it i actually enjoyed the film I would actually wouldn't mind having a copy of it on the shelf. Well, fortunately, because we do have a copy on the shelf. Imagine that. Shelf. Oh, funny that. Um, I'm actually captivated enough that I've that I've looked into the history and a number of the performers in this film. Um, Lewis had a stable of actors. Uh, the gal is in a number of his other films. Um, the the actor who plays Fuad Ramesses is in like the first half dozen films that Lewis ever did. So there's like four of the nudie pictures and this guy's in every one of them mm -hmm. and apparently nude in some of them. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I I loved it. I will take a dozen blood feasts over one Transformers 5 any day of the week. Yeah. Hands down. Not a problem. So yes, go rent it. Go see it. Go watch it. Go buy it. It's super cheap. You'll love the hell out of it. And I can't understand how anybody, Mary Whitehouse, how could you, what? This film, not that bad. Nah. Maybe to the sensibilities of the 60s, but the video nasties is, culminates in the early 80s. 84. 84? 84. -ish. Yeah, so it, by this point, no. Nah. There we go. That's bye for me and bye from him. Bye for me. Thank you for joining Ian and I on a trip into the realm of the strange and weird. Be sure to stop in again next time when we pull another nasty off the shelf to dissect for your pleasure. 
And in the meantime, if you could, please like, share, and subscribe our stuff because we we love you. Love us back. All right. Bye-bye. Everything happens so fast.